Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead. Mike and I today are going to be talking about the end of the year, kind of what everything leading up to this moment, what was our favorite spots, and what, as we ring in the new year, will be some things that we're looking forward to. Micah, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. You mean the end of the world? Kind of like the end of the world kind of thing? Yes, yes, exactly. Or a new then, world order? Uh, not yet. That'll that'll be 24. I that'll know, be this I'm, time I'm, next year. Yeah, this, this. That, that's, that'll be on the, the next year's podcast. So I want to talk and start off real quick with what were some of your favorite things that happened this year, whether it was comic books, whether it was TV, uh, movies, anything nerdy, what happened this year that was that lined up with some of your favorite stuff? Um, I think, you know, I would be probably my favorite thing was multiverse of madness. Oh yeah. Like hands down. I think that, um, they handled the multiverse very, very well. They brought in pieces of the fantastic four. They brought in pieces of the X-Men and, um, they didn't overdo it with the the multiverse concept. And we, we learned, you know, with later projects with love and thunder and, uh, you know, Wakanda forever. And even some of the small screen stuff that it wasn't, everything wasn't going to be a multiverse event. And they, they kept that very secluded. And I thought they did a great job with that. And, um, and I would be, um, remiss if I didn't, you know, give Disney all the props in the world for their small screen stuff. I mean, we got moon Knight, we got oh, Hulk, yeah. we got, it's Marvel. We got all these, um, again, I mean, all these smaller even I shows. Am Groot. Yep. I am Groot. All these, um, these small screen shows that just, again, we talked about it and, you know, some other episodes about how, how good Falcon and Winter Soldier was, how good Loki season one was, how good WandaVision was. And like, you know, in the early episodes of nerd talk, but like, I think D- Disney continues to build on their brand with the Marvel cinematic universe, uh, specifically in the small screen, um, and even, you know, with some of the Star Wars stuff, which we, we, I don't think we talk about enough, but like we, you know, I think Star Wars does a great job of just, you know, popping in here and there. We, we did an episode on uh, Tales of the Jedi recently, but, you know, uh, Andor season one is getting ready to wrap up. I think tomorrow is the, the final or no, the coming. Did they sign up for two seasons of that? I'm not sure if they did or not. Or which one? Andor. Andor. Yeah. Uh, they, they actually started filming. Uh, I believe it was the end of November early or this month. Yeah, it was something like that. They were saying that they're starting season two filming. Yeah, so they're wrapping up. They're, they've wrapped up season one, which I haven't watched any of that yet, but I've heard it's really, really good. And um, It's slow. Yeah. I, I, I watched the first three episodes, and then I got stopped for a little while. Um, I've been trying to pick it back up, but it's there's other shows that have been kind of keeping my, my attention. So but I, also I plan heard on it super, I heard it's super political with the whole empire and yes. all that stuff. And if you're yes. really into that and the, the structure of the empire and behind, like kind of a behind the curtains look of how the structure, the structuring of the, the empire is, uh, then you'll love that show. But, um, yeah. it's kind of, uh, for me, it's like, well, it's a prequel to, to, to star Wars rogue one. And so, uh, you know, you kind of know what's going to happen to some of those characters <laughs> going into the show. But uh, yeah, I, you know, the small screen continues just to amaze me. You know, we we did an episode on Obi-Wan Kenobi, that series. and Oh, my um, gosh, that series was so good. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's funny because I think, you know, aside from Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I um, would give all the props in the world to the small screen stuff that we saw this year. Yeah. 
No, they they had some great stuff uh, to build on what you were starting with, with the Multiverse of Madness. I think that they marketed that movie very, very well. I think they let the rumors run rampant, so that way it would hype up that movie because everybody was so excited because they're hearing, oh, three hours long? Okay, but everybody and their mother's going to be in this movie. And then they, they kept letting this thing just spiral out of control. But they, I feel like they still delivered in a lot of ways. Yeah. The, oh. it, it didn't feel like this massive letdown of a movie. Well, when I've shared in, 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 in numerous circles and, and, and even on our show here at Nerd Talk, but um, I'm glad that they didn't go three hours. I'm glad that they didn't release that. I'm glad that they didn't. it didn't ever stay its welcome. I thought that that movie was perfect as far as length was concerned. Um, we did an episode on Wakanda Forever, and I, I would say that Wakanda Forever was too long, and I'll stand by that point. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about the Batman yet, but that movie was three hours long. Um, yeah. So I think that if Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was three hours, I would have probably struggled a lot more with it. Well, and and as I was going with with their marketing, they just handled that movie so well because – when it came to the toy world, like for Legos, I'm a big Lego guy. They released a modular, which is basically uh, Lego talk for these these buildings that are like a playhouse where you can take each level off and you can restructure things. They did a Sanctum Sanctorum modular that fits in with our other city builds, and it like had Dead Strange and like they they brought pieces and elements from Infinity War and Multiverse of Madness, and they just they marketed it so well, and I'm like. I, I really enjoyed being able to buy that set and going in and watching the movie as I was building it. And just, I mean, I've watched that movie more than, than my fair share. It's, it's, it's just one of those beautiful movies that you can just sit down and be like, I really like just to watch it. I think I've seen it probably five or six times. And I would say I'm probably ballpark of 10. Yeah. Um, and to what were the other Marvel movies this year? I know that we well, had Marvel. Yeah, Marvel ended up having uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Black Wakanda Panther, Forever. Wakanda Forever. So I've seen Wakanda Forever once, and I saw Love and Thunder in the theaters twice, and then I've seen Multiverse of Madness probably five or six times, like I said before. Um, I've yet to go back and watch Love and Thunder again, and I'm very disappointed in that movie. But Well, and you know, we, we talked about that because my church, we pre-screen – our movies and we we try to give a review and things like that and thor love and thunder was kind of the movie that cemented that idea and so when we went in and, and watched it i didn't care for it i was i was really displeased by it when it hit uh either itunes or disney plus maybe it was the same day i ended up throwing it on and i was like okay well i'm a completionist so i'm gonna buy this movie regardless so i ended up watching it just kind of like a just a leisure movie i enjoyed it so much more a second viewing for the sole purpose that I knew what I was getting myself into, and I just wanted to start enjoying a film. It's kind of like my Morbius. Um, it's one of those films that I just – I can watch. I don't have a problem with. It's not my favorite, but I won't say that it's a trash movie. Um, I said that I was going to crap all over that movie, but I, I don't think that it was – I don't think it was great by any means, but I can't say that it was a, a absolutely awful film. I just think that it wasn't done right. Um, they're, not, they're not handling Thor real well. Yeah, so it's a it's a as our joke we joke a lot. It's a Thor subject, but um, it is a Thor subject. It's uh, you know a Thor being my you know one of my favorite of the the MCU. It, I really struggled um, with that movie just because I just thought it wasn't good. I will say that there were parts of it were good, and I will say that Christian Bale knocked it out of the park. Um, yes, with his acting I think, in that movie. 
I think what could have saved this is because Thor has continually lost and lost and lost and lost every film. I think it would have been great if he would have gained something in this film yes. more than just just a five minute or five seconds at the very end of getting his daughter, his real life daughter, to be his daughter on screen. Like I, I think it would have been way cooler if if there, if he would have had a gain. Like him and Jane would have had reconciliation, and mm-hmm. she would have been able to live past the cancer and and some of that yeah i i think that they just they're still playing on this this card of you have to lose everything i'm like that's not life life is not all about loss it's about the gains and the losses and i think that he's he's definitely in for a gain so oh and and i could have done without the gladiator stuff and like there's i think there's a season for that or a place for that but like i or not a like a more of the gladiator theme with hercules is what i'm what i'm getting yeah oh yeah i could have just done without that i i just was with zeus and all that i'm just like this is this is kind of well and and here's the other side thor love and thunder came out before werewolf by night which we didn't mention Mm -hmm. and werewolf by night and the new guardians holiday special if you haven't seen it go check it out it's on disney plus if you uh if you look at these they're special presentations they're small miniature like hour hour and a half kind of specials Hercules could have easily been brought in that way, and you could have used the the end credit scene differently. Instead of bringing in Hercules, you could have literally played a Marvel presents Hercules and like used that whole starting or that that scene as the starting point, and like been like, oh hey, kind of like how when you see Loki and uh, the timeline where it was straight for the longest time. And then you start to see the branches. Like maybe that's where, Hey, you're following the the Marvel timeline and you immediately see it start to branch off because you need to get more characters involved. Mm-hmm. And I think this, those special presents they're they're really, really good. And if you guys haven't heard our uh, guardians of the galaxy episode, definitely go check that out. It came out, I think two weeks ago. And so, or a few weeks back. So definitely go check that one out as well. Uh, but Dr. Strange was great. Moon Knight though. Oh my gosh, Moon Knight was chef kiss. Like that just absolutely one of my favorites. I thought that Moon Knight handled some of the 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 fight scenes so well, especially the first episode when he's driving and he like black out or blacks out during the fight. I was like, where's the action? Oh wait, like we're going to see the aftermath of a brutal fight and we're never going to actually see the brutality. And I was like, that was a very unique way, especially as I started reading his comic and saw the the transitions between the different personalities and the personas and getting to know this character and prep for his show. I was I was just thrown like I was just blown away. I was thrown to the wayside. I was like, what is going on here? And it just it was really, really good. And if you haven't seen that, definitely go check it out again on Disney Plus. Yeah, I Oscar Isaacs just nailed it. Just and, killed it. Um, but I, I can't wait for season two. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to like, to think about it. And, you know, we, we do that a lot here um, on this podcast, but like, you know, what if scenarios of like, what if Oscar Isaacs wasn't in, you know, star Wars at the post, you know, seven, eight, nine, like, yeah. and, and Moon Knight was like his introduction to acting, like the man just crushed it. And this, you know, he was one of my favorite characters in, in, you know, the newer star Wars films, but yeah. I, I, I feel like they did him wrong or did his character wrong. I don't think they they handled him correctly. Yeah, I, th- so, I think I think seven they did. I think eight and nine they didn't. Yeah, so but I don't like, think they handled eight and nine correctly at all. Yeah, so I I knew that he was a great actor going into Moon Knight, but like I thought that he just did an outstanding job in Moon Knight. And my wife and I are uh, before Quantum Media comes out, we're going to finish 
uh, phase four again, just watching everything that was in phase four. So yeah, Jordan, Jordan you said you're going to get in on that, but you know, you, you kind of jumped the gun and started watching Hawkeye again. I so. did. That, that was the funny thing. We were putting up our tree back in November and that just was one of those spots that while we were putting it up, I just was like, Hey, I need something Christmassy. And Which it's like I a just, Christmas series for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I loved it. I loved the way that they handled that because the last time they touched on a holiday and the MCU was what Iron Man, Iron 3, Man three for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and and they they kind of handled it in a really really fun way, while introducing a new character. You're bringing in some old characters. You're just it was it was a lot of fun. And so then you're gonna get the spin out with Echo, which will be coming out next year. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about. But yeah, that's just that kind of stuff. I absolutely love the way that they've handled things. Uh, I mean, like you said earlier, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever as well. That just whew, it was good. Um, definitely hit us in the feels. Um, so that that's kind of the Marvel stuff I was excited about. Uh, I you, loved. Go ahead. I was going to say before we started recording, you were talking about how you weren't so uh, keen, peachy keen on uh, on Miss Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if I should say that or Which, not. So. Well, we talked. Well, to be fair, we talked. You know, the movies, but we we just talked about Moon Knight. We really didn't talk about a little. Yeah, you know, well, Miss Marvel, or we didn't talk about uh, She Hulk. She Hulk. And I am Groot and all that, and and even Werewolf by Night. I, you know, I think Marvel is is doing something very unique. They've flooded the market absolutely, but each of their characters are very unique. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and have a teenage coming of age story, and you've got a few characters that really fit that. So mostly your Young Avengers, uh, your your Miss Marvel, which I think she's going to be on the Young Avengers, Peter Parker. There's there's certain characters that hit that. So they handled that, but I don't think that that show should have been a globe-trotting adventure. I think what the MCU desperately needs are the grounded heroes, the ones that are not going to just jump a plane and go fly to uh, Pakistan or uh, London or London. Yeah, like literally anywhere, Australia like, or anywhere in the world. Yeah, you don't you don't need that. Um, that's where like the Eternals come into play. That's where the Avengers come into play. That's where like these these characters. We need like Harlem's hero. We need someone who's going to be the hero of Brooklyn. We need someone who's going to be the hero of Jersey City. Someone who's going to hang out in San Diego or like on the West Coast. And like I just I want some of that kind of feel for what there was. And I just with her being a young hero who's trying to figure it out, living in a world where you can do a FaceTime call. Like my grandparents grew up, like I grew up in Ohio and my grandparents were in Wichita, Kansas. So like we're a time zone apart. We didn't have FaceTime calls. You had to, you had to call. And and I remember when you had to dial up, you went over to a friend's house or had to call someone like like, you're, you're in a different world today. And to tell that story, you could have those conversations and start to pick up the pieces and still be in Jersey city. And I just, I think that she should have stayed there. I think you could have got some, some, like some crime boss that she has to go on face. Maybe, maybe even start introducing Kingpin as some background stuff that she, she like hops a train into New York and ends up running into the sweatpants or the tracksuit mafia or something like that. Like with Hawkeye, like there, there's pieces that you could start to layer for the, for the street level. And I just don't think they did that. Well, um, I think, I think you're going to get that moving forward. Maybe, you know, not with this. We obviously didn't get it with this series, but I think we're going to get it moving forward with, with daredevil and echo and some other. Yes. Series. Oh, yeah. I think when we get to our New York heroes, which I hope that the MCU, I know that they're like, well, we don't want to put everybody in New York. Okay, but New York is huge. 
Like yeah. you've got districts, you've got like these heroes don't have to bump into each other. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have every episode of Daredevil have like well, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Spider-Man. You don't have to have that. Well, Ironheart, for example, is in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so that. Uh, yeah. I would love to see something like that. The last time that I think I saw a movie that was really based with Chicago was Transformers 3 or or the Divergent series. Like those were the two that kind of were based in Chicago. And I'm like, we don't use Chicago enough. Like that would be really cool to see Ironheart having to help save stuff in Chicago and you just move a few of your villains from New York to Chicago or, or whatever, or create some new people. And I think it'd be cool. Um, I'm going to move away from the MCU cause there's, there's a lot there, but I, I want to keep this thing moving. Uh, DC projects. I did not care for the Batman. I think the Batman had the best car chase scene with Batman and Penguin. I thought that was, that was awesome. But the rest of the movie was just, it was a long story, and I know that if Will were here, he'd, he'd wring my neck for it, uh, for saying that. But I just, I wasn't a huge Batman fan, and that's why I wasn't on that podcast. Um, well, but Black, oh, I was, I wasn't, you know, I'm a huge Batman fan. Batman's like my favorite DC character, but I, I struggled through the Batman, and I saw it in theaters, and I'm like, this is, this is so long. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, I, I feel like my sweet spot is two hours, two hours and 15 minutes for movies. And, yeah. you know, when we get past the two and a half hour mark, it's like I'm starting to lose. Unless theme. it's I'm very to lose. special. Well, it's like an Avengers, like a big culmination of, you know. I would say Avatar, uh, the Lord of the Rings series, Titanic, things, You're getting things these, like that. Were- yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Batman was like, I, I would 100% agree with you with the um you know, the car chase scene with the penguin. I thought that was money. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't care for the Riddler. I didn't care for how dark. Yeah. I, how dark it was. Like, it's weird because, like, I grew up, you know, in the 90s watching the 90s Batman movies. And then I even watched, you know, the dark. My, I will still say that the dark, dark. Wow. The Dark Knight trilogy stands, you know, as, as some of the best Batman stuff there is. And, you know, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. But, like you're not going to outdo that performance. But like, I think they did it in a way that it wasn't, it was violent, but it wasn't violent without, you know, uh, you know what I'm trying to there say? Was like, a, there was a rhyme and a reason to the violence. Yeah. And there was a line and they didn't cross it. And I felt like in this movie, it was like, it was a little too much for me. Um, and I think the movie was rated R if I'm not mistaken. Something like um, that. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I know I, I think the penguins getting a, a spinoff series from yeah. this. Um, they already, I think they're going to start doing a lot of the, the different series for, for Batman villains and things like that. They're trying to build that universe. So that way we have a little bit more of a connection and they're going to do another one. I think with patents and I, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure they, they've already, they've signed. already got the Batman yeah. too. So I think yeah. they're trying to do a trilogy out of it. God help us. Um, I just, <laughs> I just don't, I didn't care for it. I just, I thought it was too dark. I didn't care how they filmed it. I just thought the movie was too long. Um, there was just too many, too many things against it to make it an enjoyable movie for me. I didn't even go see it in the theater. I, uh, I remember buying it when it hit on. I think you called me after you watched it and I was like, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I remember sitting down and watching it in my front room and I'm like, I just wasted three hours. Like I I felt like I had to force myself not to look at my phone. And I I plan on eventually rewatching it just to see if, because I think it, 
I think it was Morbius that did this for me. I now enjoy watching a movie just to enjoy watching a movie. And I'm like, maybe I just need it to go back in with that fresh mindset. Well, I tried um, to watch it a couple months back when my brother and my sister-in-law were visiting. And my brother's like, do you think I would um, like the Batman movie? And I was like, you know, honestly, I don't know, but we can throw it on because it's on HBO Max. And so we, we turned it on. And for like the first half an hour, he looked at me and he's like, this is boring. I can't do this. And I'm like, for him to say that, he usually likes things like that. And yeah, he didn't like it either. Yeah. Um, you know, DC also pushed out Black Adam. And well, we were it. big Black Adam fans. Now, this is this is the most th- or this is the funniest thing that I think could have happened is with all the I'm changing the hierarchy of all that smack talk that Dwayne Johnson brought in. I kid you not, I'm sitting there on November 21st and I'm just scrolling through Facebook. And next thing I know, I read, yeah, so the hierarchy has changed. They're, they decided to drop Black Adam tomorrow on digital. And so on November 22nd, not even like a full month after the movie released, it was out on digital. Why do you think that is? I mean, obviously it didn't do well in the theaters. But. I, I know. I think I know exactly what happened. I think COVID rocked the world of theatrical and, and DVD releases and, and, and digital releases and all that. I don't think that we're going to see moving forward even a 45-day release period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that families were like, during COVID, at least if you were handy like I am, like you were probably like, I can go and buy for $500 eight speakers, two Bluetooth receivers, a whole projection system, and then I can put a Bluetooth setup in my front room and a projector system in my in my back room or in my bedroom or whatever – and have like theater experiences where if your house is well set up, like it's not like super loud. So your kids aren't going to be awake all night, but you can, you can have a surround sound feel and you don't even have to, to worry about it. Cause like black widow came out on digital. It didn't hit theaters. Right. And so I remember, like, I remember buying that and yeah. just coming home on a Friday afternoon and we, well, we you, bought a- I remember you said you picked up dinner. Like you guys got Chinese or pizza or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you guys went and just enjoyed the movie together. Yep. And we can pause it or we can watch it again. Go to the bathroom, like totally fine. And I think that's what we're going to start seeing. Well, and I hope so. Like I would rather, you know, I don't know. Like it's something else I've noticed is that physical copies of of movies are going away. Um, We, we went to, uh, we went to the store the other day and it was like um, both Target and Walmart are like completely like. They've got one aisle of DVDs, don't they? Yes. Gone. Right. We went to it, used, it used to be a whole section. You had yeah. like your A section, your or A through F section, your right. G through L section. And like they had all these like, here's your TV. Here's your movie. Now it's just down to one little bit. And it's basically the new releases. Yeah. Well, and I think so. I think Alicia, my wife, read somewhere that um, that Target completely got rid of theirs. Like they were getting rid of anything physical copies. Like it's gone. Um we were at, we were doing some Christmas shopping, uh, right around Thanksgiving and kind of the same deal. We went to O'Meyer in Middletown and their movie section was gone. They, they had the ones that were like on sale for black Friday, yep. the promo, the promo copies. But other than that, and like, I literally went through and I'm like, uh, HBO max, HBO max, Disney plus, Disney plus, HBO max, Hulu, yeah. Netflix, like 
there were some that I, there was like a couple that I bought because I didn't have like like you, Jordan. I like to have physical copies or like to have a collection of those, whether they're they're physical or digital. Yeah. And um, I like to have all the Marvels Marvel movie movies and Star Wars movies on physical copy as well yep. as digital. So um, some of them I didn't, and um, yeah, I I was really surprised because uh, we both went and saw Black Adam right out of the gate, and um, I really enjoyed it and thought it was going to do well. And then here we are, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, man, that, that seemed like it almost felt like two weeks between the time the movie came out and when they dropped it on digital, I'm like, what really? Cause you called me or you texted me and said that that was going to happen. I was like, there's no way we, this, this is still in theaters. Right. And I, and it, it's just crazy. But I think to your point, it, it's, a, uh, I think it's the way of the world. Um, same thing happened when Alicia and I went to see Wakanda Forever. There, we went to an earlier showing the day of the day that they got released, mm-hmm. and there might have been fourteen people in that theater. Yeah, and those those theaters they're now striving to try and and fill the the place, and they just can't. And then you've got theaters like out here in Oklahoma City where we I, I go to the Warren right off of uh, thirty five. It's over in the Moore area, and I'm like, if it's not IMAX, it's not filled out. But if it's IMAX, then yeah, like people are going for their very first showings, things like that. And I'm like, I just hope theaters don't fully go away because I do want to go see like Creed 3 next year. I want to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I want to see Guardians 3. I want to go see uh, the Marvels. I want to go see these films on the big screen, but I don't want to. And that's the other side is they also charge an arm and a leg for us to go and see these films where I could turn around. So like a ticket for for an IMAX out here is somewhere between 16 and $20 a person. I know Alicia and I, and I spend about 30, I run on 30 to 35 for the two of us to go. We don't buy any food. That's literally yeah. just our tickets. Yeah. Well, I, so what's really cool about where, where I'm at, I use the Regal app. And so I've got enough points because I do pre-screenings. So most of it comes out of our budget. So that way we can help get reviews and help our students know, Hey, like this is a movie that you should definitely stay away from. Hey, here's some of the issues. Um, when we, when we go through, we're like, Hey, I get free popcorn and free drink. And all I have to do is pay like three bucks and I can get it from a small to a large. And that's the only thing that I pay for when I go, but I don't, I don't just up and go to the movies anymore. Um, it's very rare that we do. And cause we're like, well, you can just wait. Like it's not a big deal. And, and Disney plus has a ton of content. And I mean, I've even got a Plex server. So I put all of my own content on on a server and I can access it as long as the, the computer's running. I can access it from wherever. So, I mean, it's, it's things like that that we just have to to keep in mind. And I think that's what did it to, to Black Adam. I think I would like to have the option though, right? If I want to go to the theater, yes. If I wanted to just order it or... I think I did that with... Uh, so we did that with Black Widow when that came out, but we also did it with the, the Suicide Squad and Mortal Kombat. Oh and, yeah, um, I think Wonder Woman 1984 as well. Because I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Suicide the Suicide Squad when that one dropped, it was still in theaters, right? And then we could just pull it up on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So then you had that option. I think that's a great option because some people may be like, "Hey, this was a great movie. I'd love to see this in the theater, like on a massive screen." And not everybody is is tech savvy and they want to put in a projection system and and they can do – they don't even think about that. They think, oh, I have to have the best picture for a TV. And I'm like, listen, a projector is personally my favorite way to go. Um, it may not have the best quality compared to a TV, but it 
it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that that's where it should go. One of the other things that uh, finished out this year was Young Justice season four. I know you're not a not a cartoon guy the same way that that we are. Um, some of us, like me and Will and Chick, um, we are really big fans of Young Justice, and so we were really excited to see the ending of where all that went. They handled that season really, really well. And so that was, I'm a big Young Justice fan. I've been following since it's, well, since it started in 2010, 2011. Um, it was like Thanksgiving, like, I think it was Thanksgiving 2010 when they when they first started it. Or maybe it was 2009, something like that. But, I mean, that was awesome. And so that was good. I'm hoping that they will do season five. Um, it's kind of still up in the air right now with the change of hands and all that. And they're, they're still swinging Hey, do we want to go this way? Do we want to go this way? Um, but they haven't picked it up for season five yet. So last I checked, uh, we're going to see kind of where it goes. But that's that's the DC stuff. You said uh, Kenobi, and I just man Kenobi, that was that was something that I feel like we were just waiting for. And I'm did I hear right that they're doing season two? I think so. Um, I I think that. Uh... Yes, I think it's been confirmed, but I'm not completely sure. Um, I think that the the idea is that they all wanted to do it, and they're they're pitching that idea, but it, I don't know that it's been confirmed. Also, I think Ahsoka's going to come out before they do that. So they yeah. do the yeah, Ahsoka it, series, and possibly, they've got enough Star Wars stuff in the pipeline. It'll be it'll be a little bit before so, they get there. Um, well, you got Bad Bad season two coming. You've got. Uh, Probably another season of Andor if they if they've already started that um, the Ahsoka series skeleton crew skeleton crew so like yeah there's gonna be uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot before they even it'll get probably to be twenty four twenty five before we see season two of Kenobi yeah that would be my guess but to your point you know they did a it was a breath of fresh air a breath of fresh Star Wars air that yes needed to happen I I think more so like. When we talk Star Wars, I think it's fair that we divide the two uh, topics in, in two different areas, right? Like the animated are always going to be good, in my opinion, in your opinion, and you know some of the other guys at Nerd Talk. But like the 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 non animated, the real life stuff, you know, I think it's hit and miss. Yes, it sure is. Um, but I think um, I'm trying to think what. You know, obviously we have Andor. Um, well, we also had Book of Boba Fett earlier this year, too. Yes, absolutely. But what I'm saying, though, is like, yes, so live action. I think Kenobi was the the breath of, breath of fresh air that we all wanted since probably going out on a limb here, and I'm stretching it, episode three, maybe, if you're not a huge fan of seven, eight, and nine. Um, I, I would say The Mandalorian. Well, oh th- yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I completely. I, I was going to say the Mandalorian. Mando, I think I forgot about Mando. <laughs> no, I, I think that Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian was was really good. I'm excited stellar. for season three. I think that that show is stellar. But oh but yeah, I, I, and I and I apologize, I forgot about that show altogether. No, you're good. But like, um, I I was losing it, but I was you know, in respect to the live action stuff, Mandalorian and Kenobi were the best. I think that's the, the best, best things they've pushed out so far. Yeah. I would say Book of Boba Fett is a solid number three. I think that I, I I would put it up in the top three. I don't know that I've liked Andor enough because I've only seen three episodes. I haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. But I really, really enjoyed Book of Boba Fett. But then when Kenobi came in, I was like, mm, all right, Book of Boba Fett's going to drop. I definitely like Kenobi a lot more. 
And I'm hoping with season two, they'll do more Liam Neeson talking with Kenobi. Yes. Because I just, Qui-Gon Jinn, oh, bring me more Qui-Gon Jinn. And then Tales of the Jedi, that yes. coming out this year was just, whoo. So. You can never have enough Qui-Gon. Listen, when they brought him in and they did the, the Count Dooku episode in Tales of the Jedi, where they were like, he was born on this planet and he was so fixated on this tree. And I'm like, wow. it just hit the hit, hit my heart so much. I'm like, oh man. So, but yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn, I would, I mean, I think Liam Neeson's a little old now, but I would have loved to see a Qui-Gon Jinn series. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, there wasn't anything else, was there, in, in reference to Star Wars? Star Wars, it was just Kenobi, Andor, Book of Boba Fett, and then Tales of the Jedi. Those were the ones that came out this year that I can recall. Yeah. But then, like, moving forward, we're going to get... Um, a ton. A yes. ton. Because yeah. we're going to have Bad Batch season Bad two. Bad Batch was have... supposed to come out in September, and it didn't. Well, put... I'm okay if it gets pushed back, so that, because they were talking, they were adding an episode or, or a few episodes or something like that. And I'm like, I'm okay if, if we get more storytelling by Dave Filoni. Um, he's just amazing and I'm so excited. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> if it's going to be pushed back, it's going to be pushed back for a reason. And if it's yeah. the edits and I think they did that even with, we talked a little bit about multiverse of madness, but like multiverse of madness got delayed a couple of times because of all the edits and stuff they had to do. Yeah. Cause time. it was supposed to be a March, like the first weekend in March release. It was supposed to be like right at my birthday. Yep. And it was like right after my birthday and they were, they kept pushing it back. I was like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Mm -hmm. So, but then there was also the last thing that I want to touch on for things that I was excited about was the fantastic beast three. Um, I know that movie, not a lot of people were huge fans of, but I really enjoyed it. I was super happy with the fact that it's a continuation of this story. I liked some of the, the storytelling. It doesn't feel like a fantastic beasts film. It feels just kind of like a Harry Potter world. Film. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's more of a, hey, we did Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And then we decided to go into the the war on Grindelwald situation and, and the, the dark world war. And thing. I'm like, okay, I get you want to tell the Grindelwald story, but make that a background story, not a foreground story. Like, have, have Newt, like, out there really having to, to put his knowledge to the test and, and having to learn how certain magical creatures work. Like, I love seeing the Nifflers. And I love seeing uh, his little pickpocket stick creature that sits in his his uh, pocket, his chest pocket. I'm like, I love that kind of stuff. I love seeing these characters grab onto something that is not normal and tell a great story. I think that's one of the reasons I liked Neville in the Harry Potter series is because that was the character that he he wasn't there for the battle. He wasn't there for trying to to bring the house points. He was there to learn and to... He brought he brought something unique to it, and I feel like that's what Fantastic Beasts did, at least in the first one. And I like kind of where they were going with the future, the the next two, and I hope to see more uh, in the future. So let's go ahead and talk about things we're excited for with 2023. What let's let's just say off the top of your head, I say 2023. What is your favorite thing that you're looking forward to, or most anticipated thing that you're looking forward to? I feel like. Quantum Mania would be the easiest thing to say, um, mm -hmm. simply because we haven't had an Ant Man movie since Ant Man and the Wasp, and that was 2019, right? So, uh, 2018, 18 or 19, yeah, because 18 was when 
Infinity War and Ant-Man came out, and then 19 was when Endgame and Spider-Man came out. Yeah. And, so, and Captain Marvel was in the mix somewhere and all that. The, um, yep, Ant-Man and the Lost, 2018. Because I think it was um, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, so I, I feel like that movie's just going to blow the multiverse wide open. Um, and I'm so excited about that. Um, if I were to, I said it before we started recording, but I keep forgetting about Guardians 3. So I feel like that's going to be a super emotional film, just like Wakanda Forever for, for various reasons. Not because somebody died in real life, but I think there's a there's a lot of anticipation that a lot of those We're going to say goodbye are, to some of those characters, yeah. Yes. So, you know, Drax, Dave Batista has come out and said, I'm not doing this anymore. I've read recently that Gamora said she's done uh, after I, Guardians 3. I read something about she would be okay if she was done. I didn't see that she was done. Okay. Because she said something. I, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee. I read stuff every day her. that's different. So who knows? Yeah. I'm, I mean, how, how many months did we read stuff that, oh, hey, this character's showing up in Multiverse Madness and none of that ever came true? Right. So, you know, Guardians 3, um, you know, I, I think. Did you say it earlier, or it might have been earlier or before we started recording, but I think um, we're only getting three movies next yeah. year, Marvel movies. Um, so, Because we uh, were supposed to get a fourth with Blade, and that, because the director and the writing team, they saw back. differences, they, they pushed that back a year. So, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, because I want to I see what Kang does. I really want to see... Kang and I want to I want a new big bad so I think we're finally going to get that and so um I'm afraid they're going to rush him mm, because as, like, as Thanos, sporadic as he was in the comics I think it's going to be okay uh, yeah I, I'll agree to that statement I'm just because of the variants yeah the, I, I just I sit back I'm like I feel like you're going to get a very rushed story because like Thanos I think there was enough buildup and hype and we were, we knew from 2012 all the way to 2019. So seven years versus 23, 24. And then beginning of 25 is when King dynasty will happen. I don't know if his story will lead into secret wars, if he's going to be the villain in that, or if they will end it with the King dynasty. I don't, I don't know how that'll all work. Yeah. So secret invasion is going to be a series though, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's going to be a, one of their uh, miniseries. Yeah. So I mean, yes, I would to answer your question, Jordan. I think what I'm most excited about, I I would say, if I had to pick, are we talking just Marvel? Yeah, just right now. Okay, I was going to say like if if it wasn't Quantum Mania, like you, you and Will got me really turned on to the animated Star Wars stuff, so I'm really looking forward to Bad Batch. I was really looking forward to season two of it, and. Uh, when they pushed it back from September of last year to to January, I was <laughs> I'm really ready for that show to come out. So, um, what about you? Marvel wise, I think I think honestly, it's going to come down to Ant Man. Quantumania is going to be my favorite movie that I'm I'm most hyped for. Um, I keep forgetting the Marvels is coming out. Like I remember Guardians, I forget the Marvels because I just don't care. Um, I don't care for Captain Marvel. I'm excited to see Miss Marvel show up on the big screen, and I'm excited to see uh, what's her Rambo. name? Yeah, Monica Rambo. I don't know if she's going to be Proton or if she's going to be whatever Marvel. Um, I I don't know how she'll present herself, but I'm excited to see uh, Ant Man and the 
and the Wasp Quantumania way more than anything else, especially after that trailer where we see like multiple versions of Ant-Man running at Kang. Like, I'm just like, oh, we're going to get some real, real crazy stuff. Well, what about um, um, what about Loki season two? I was about to say that Loki yeah. season two is the other thing I'm super excited about. I've already been hearing that Henry Cavill's going to be in there. Um, yeah, As... I don't know. They haven't disclosed who he's going to be. He's going to come hoping... to Superman. He's Superman well, so, in the Marvel universe. <laughs> so there, there is a Superman esque version of that kind of character, or that kind of character, but he's a villain, and they thought that they would he would be playing that character. Um, and I believe they were going for Hyperion, and I've not heard anything about that one yet. And so they were talking he might show up as Captain Britain, and I'm oh, like, I heard that too. I would be. I would be stoked if Captain Britain was Henry Cavill came in as Captain Britain, because then if he just shows up like as more like a small support character who just shows up here and there, um, and then he still gets to be Superman, like they, they he could pull both off. He doesn't have to grow a mustache for either one of them. He can be clean shaven and do all the 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 works for both of them. I was like that'd be that'd be really cool. It keeps him in shape, and but I'm like if he's gonna be Captain Britain, I really want him to do the uh, the arm lock and load. You know what he did when uh when he was in Mission Impossible Six? He's like mm-hmm. and he like does the whole arm fist thing. I'm like, I just want to see that in a fight. Like I would I would just be so happy if he did that again. So there's that. Uh and then the other one is Ironheart. I'm really stoked for Ironheart. After watching Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and her showing up, I'm like, oh, please, please come in with the purple suit. That's the one I really want to see. Uh she has in the comics, she she ditches the red and, and gold for a uh, like a purple and gold suit, and I'm like, oh man, that would just be awesome if if they do that with her. So I'm excited about that. Uh, when you were talking about Star Wars, I don't know which one I'm more excited about, Ahsoka or the Bad Batch season two. I think I'm gonna lean towards Ahsoka. I, I'm really, really excited to see where her story goes. I love Ahsoka as a character. She's phenomenal. And I think that they got Rosie O'Dawson uh, to play her. That just, that was awesome. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I'm, I've been looking forward to Ahsoka as well, but like, I think Star Wars is finally hitting the groove and um, I think everything they put out is going to be good. Well, I think it's because you got a creative team that knows where they're going. Like, even though you've got, uh, Amy Pascal trying to to lead them into the darkness. You've got people like Dave Filoni and and John Favreau who come in and say, "We got this. We were trained by George Lucas. Hey, we've got these great ideas, and we're running them by each other and building this great universe. Like, let us let us start pointing this in the right direction." And I think that with especially with the the newest change back in November when we heard that John or Bob Chappick was was fired and they brought Bob Iger back, yeah. I'm excited about that, and I think that that's going to help immensely. I think that because he he was such a a turning point for Disney, I think that he will encourage them and help them make the right decisions as they move forward. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Are you excited for uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods? Yes, that was another project that I was really <laughs> yeah. looking forward to, and I think I actually it was Black Adam. Black Adam, when we saw it in theaters, they we got to see that trailer on the big screen, and I totally I was really excited about that. I mean, I saw the trailer ahead of time before that, but I got to see it on the big screen, and it was like, I again think that the first Shazam is one of the most underrated DC projects there are. So, I think they're going to do great with the second one. 
Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm really, really stoked about is animated movies, the uh, Justice League, things like that. They, they do these animated films, and they've been doing this connected universe, and then every couple, every other movie, every couple of movies, they won't have a connected movie, so they'll just kind of do one-offs and, and things like that. They've done uh, Gotham by Gaslight. They've done Red Sun Superman. They've done all these different ones, and I am so excited they are doing a Legion of Superheroes, and I'm so excited about that one. And it's it's looking like they're going to be doing a few different ones, like Justice League War World. They're going to be doing a uh, Batman: The Doom that came before or that came to Gotham, things like that. There's there's a lot coming in, and I'm really really excited to see where they're gonna gonna handle some of those characters. And it's, I think Flash and Aquaman are coming out next year, and Blue Beetle are coming out next year, right? I believe so. If they don't get pushed back, or if they actually do the Flash, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> very true. So we've got Shazam, the Flash, Aquaman, will Blue come out, Beetle, though. and then Aquaman. Aquaman yep. will be good. First one was great. The first one was really good. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I got two I, words for you, Willem Dafoe. The, Willem Dafoe did really well. I just with the whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing that happened this year. Yeah. I just don't know, like, because someone said replace Amber Heard with King Shark. So, like, there's just this bromance thing going on. And I'm like, if we get uh, Nanawe being uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone to, like, buddy cop it with Jason Momoa, I, I would die. I, I would love that. Oh, my gosh. But they, they're talking about that. Uh, and then the, the Blue Beetle. For an HBO Max uh, movie, I'm so excited. Like, I'm a huge Blue Beetle fan. I read his comics. I love Jaime Reyes. I'm so stoked for that. I could care less about the Flash movie, to be honest. It's looking like it's fine. It says, uh, the article I'm looking at says, The Flash will finally release in theaters June 23rd, 23. I'm like, finally. It will finally. Jordan, Jordan, it'll... Uh... It'll come out in theaters, and then the very next day they'll release it on digital. <laughs> it'll be so bad. It's going to release on digital a week before it hits theaters. <laughs> yes, and nobody's going to go see it because nobody cares. At, the, at this point, honestly, nobody really does. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of content. I'm so excited to see Zachary Levi come back as Shazam, though. Uh, I think that that's that's going to be good. And then Jaime Reyes and, and even Aquaman. They're just unique characters that... DC is so far behind. I'm excited to see because they've already talked that they did reshoots to put Superman in certain movies. Uh, they've done reshoots to put Batman and Aquaman. So I'm I'm excited to see where they're going to start going. I hope that DC doesn't botch it uh, again. I hope that they can finally get some of their their footing together. And I'm okay if they go in and, and give us Flashpoint because at this point I don't even care about the universe. I would love to see them kind of do a soft re or a hard reboot even. Um, just use the same actors for certain characters, and then maybe the Flash wakes up, he looks different, and you've got Grant Gustin, or you have a different actor playing um, the Flash. Like, I'm totally okay with that, because Ezra Miller, I was never a fan of him to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, but no, it's it's lots of fun. So, well, thank you. I appreciate you being on this episode. We're kind of wrapping this one up. Um, kind of like the the year. It's done. It's over. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we we 
We are so grateful for your support here on Nerd Talk. You guys are awesome for listening to us. Um, want to give a big shout out to all of you guys. We love you. We're so thankful for, for your following. And we will catch you guys next year on Nerd Talk. <laughs>